Hey everyone, it's Sam. Welcome back to the second part of our two-part episode where we feature Nate, who is leader of the Citizens Supporter Group for Minneapolis City SC. We're psyched to have you back listening with us for part two. In part one, we mostly updated you all on news around Major League Soccer, but for part two, we're going to focus more on Minneapolis City SC, and we couldn't have had a better person to come on and talk to us all about it. So stay tuned. It's a pretty awesome episode, if I do say so myself. So we ha- we have Nate here representing us from uh, the citizens, and we're going to ask him all about it. On this show, we've been interested in Minneapolis City. Actually, before COVID-19 came, Justin and I were actually planning on visiting a Minneapolis City game and checking it out and talking about it on on one of our episodes. That unfortunately hasn't happened yet. We still want to do it, but we have we have Nate in the house who is the leader of the citizen supporter group. Nate, do you want to just explain what that means? I mean, I would say I'm more of a coordinator sure. uh, than a leader. Humble guy. Um, but so all all props really need to go to a guy named David Baker with a number of people before I was a full, full-fledged Minnesotan, uh, as I've become over the last four years, had created the Citizens as the independent supporter group for Minneapolis City SC. And he reached out a couple of years ago because he was uh, needing to step away from that coordinator role. And I was looking to to do more within the club. And so I stepped up and so I've been helping to coordinate and kind of give some foundation for uh, our supporter group as, as we move forward and um, just continue to, to provide a place for fans that want local grassroots soccer to be able to come and, and support a club. That's awesome. Before we go any further, I just want to rip on Justin really quick (laughs) because for the past two months, so Justin and I, we went out on a limb and we started the podcast. I was in kind of a rut. Like I just needed something. I have a great life, but I was adjusting to fatherhood and being home and my, you know, my daughter goes to bed and then for the rest of the night, like I'm at home, I can't go anywhere, but I still want to do something fun. And I suggested to Justin, we let's start a Minnesota United podcast. I like Minnesota United. You like Minnesota United. Let's start a podcast. And then COVID-19 happened four episodes later. And we're just like, what do we talk about? (laughs) And I have some great friends that came on and like helped us out. You know, Jeremy from my franchise, uh, the fantasy football podcast came on. That was awesome. We're going to bring him back on again. James has come on and he brings in the, you know, he brings in the ladies with his sexy accent and we, we appreciate that. And he's a great guy too and incredibly knowledgeable, but we're just, we're trying to find content. And then I text Justin and I'm like, Justin, do you know anyone that can come on? And I'm fully <laughs> expecting him to be like, oh, yeah, there's this guy I play FIFA with that, you know, he could be fun. And he's like, oh, yeah, I actually know the the leader of the citizens. And I was like, I've heard of that. I've heard oh, of citizens. Boy. You know that guy? You know, Nate, not to, you know, not to, you're not an A-lister or anything, but you're at least a lister. And <laughs> he he knew about you this entire time? <laughs> In my defense, in my defense, okay, is that because Nate is a Portland Timbers supporter 
And because I have, I've asked him to go to loons games with me and he turns me down. I forgot about the soccer side of him for a little bit. Sure. Uh, we also, we, we haven't hung out in a couple of months, a number of months. And then Nate and I play board games together. That's, that's probably one of the biggest things that brings us together is our love of board games. And Nate had mentioned, you know, trying to do some asking for cooperative board game ideas, right? So hopefully, Nate, you found some good ones, but also asking about, you know, like some game, doing some games, you know, social distancing style through Zoom or whatever. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, because you, so the thing is you both texted me on the same day, Sam. So I had just been texting Nate and then you texted me like, do you know anybody? And I'm like, oh yeah, the guy I just talked to. In, in my head, it's clicking like, oh, crap, like Sam probably would have liked us to have made on <laughs> a month ago, but it's OK. <laughs> I appreciate your defense because it brings up another bone I have to pick with you is that we've played two teams this year and one of them was Portland. <laughs> That's true. I could, listened Nate, we add, to two we... Portland Timbers podcasts <laughs> trying to learn about Portland and he was here the entire time. I, our fans can't see it, but Nate, you should so show Sam your wall of scarves that you have. You have like a just, <laughs> yeah. and I go to I go to this man's place, and I just see his just all of his scarves everywhere. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. So I I, I take full responsibility for this blunder. And <laughs> I'm I just want to say Nate's here today, though, Sam. Yeah, Nate's yeah, here no. today. No, you you came through. You came through. Um, and yeah, it's right. only yeah. episode 11, right? It's only episode 11. That's my favorite number, by the way. That was my favorite jersey number, always. Okay. Nice. So, Justin, what was yours? My favorite jersey number? I love five. Okay. Number five is is my favorite. Sure. George Brett? It's, I, I think it's just because my birthday is May May 17th, <laughs> you know? So... As a kid, right? You make you make decisions based upon numbers you see all the time. So there you go. Loved loved May, loved five. There you go. Sam, what's yours? So you guys are gonna stereotype me when I say it, but your stereotype will be wrong. Mine is four. Yes, I love Brett Favre, but it wasn't Brett Favre that made my favorite number before. It was Charles Barkley. <laughs> my favorite Terrible. athlete as a kid was Charles Terrible. Barkley. And uh so it's it's been four ever since. And that that was also the the number my dad said he wore when he was an athlete. Yeah, whenever I was a kid, if I could get number four, I always wanted four. But yeah, it was Charles Barkley. Anyway, forget about Charles Barkley. Forget about number five. You know, forget about Justin totally dropping the ball for, you know, two months. <laughs> Nate, you're involved with the supporters group for Minneapolis City. Have you heard what their plans are for 2020? Like, the NPSL is is that happening? Is the US Open Cup? Are they still planning on that? Do you know of any friendlies or tournaments? Like what's going on? Yeah, there? so and and here's the thing that I really love about being a part of Minneapolis City is the transparency. Um so Dan Hudeman, who's the owner, did a town hall this this last week. Yeah, it was last Thursday. Just took questions and and talked about kind of what the, the plan was for the club. So at this point they push back any playing dates well into July, and then we're gonna they're gonna just kind of wait and see. Um, NPSL has has officially canceled their season, but is willing to help teams that want to still try and play um, get those playing opportunities based on their uh, stellar seasons the last couple of years. Minneapolis City qualified for the U.S. Open Cup this year, 
Um, and they were set to play against Chicago, uh, not the Chicago Fire, but I think Chicago FC in March. That game was obviously postponed indefinitely due to coronavirus. But um, we are currently undefeated in U.S. Open Cup play and looking forward to uh, an opportunity to play that at some point this year uh, when that tournament goes forward. So, um, and the citizens will be there to support whenever that happens. But yeah, it's, I mean, with everything, it's it's really up in the air. You know, it's it's tough because I know some of the some of the guys on the squad and um, you know, they were in some of the coaches as well and and they were all getting ready to go in, in March and then everything shut down and now it's a waiting game, uh, like it is with everything else. So, you know, hope hopefully something can be salvaged out of this year, but at this point it's a waiting game and you know, with a lot of you know, younger guys, you get college age players, um, the Minneapolis City two team. Uh, which replaced the U23s. A lot of those guys are college age, so who knows what's going to happen with their college seasons, with their, you know, the USL two season, anything like that. Um, it's all kind of up in the air right now. Yeah, and I, I was especially interested in the US Open Cup because if you guys would have beaten Chicago, you would have played Forward Madison, which is that's my hometown, so I follow Forward Madison pretty closely, and I I was super excited for that too. Uh, I was telling Justin in an earlier podcast. The U.S. Open Cup, I almost thought was more fun in the earlier rounds with all the smaller teams duking it out, trying to advance to face an MLS team that, you know, there were some good storylines surrounding that. So that is too bad. But yeah, thank you for updating us about that. I got to ask you, though, you're a Timbers fan from Portland. So how do you get into a team like Minneapolis City? I mean, that's the the grassroots part of it was... So that was one of the keys that led me there. It was it was funny. My first summer here, I posted on Facebook. I was like, hey, Timbers. And there's a regional supporter group for the Timbers Army, Heartland Regiment. And so posted to the Facebook group, hey, I'm new to, to Minneapolis, St. Paul. You know, who's around? Who wants to get together and watch a game? And we're playing Seattle. So rivalry match, middle of the summer. And I go to Pepper and Fries on Lake and meet three rando guys that I had messaged or, you know, responded on Facebook. And one of them is a good friend of mine now. And another guy that I don't know if I've ever run into again was like, yeah, I'm going to watch this, this team called Minneapolis city play. I was like, Oh, what's that? And they're like, yeah, they, they're some lower division, but the games are super fun. They play at this high school stadium. I was like, Oh, I should check that out sometime. And then fast forward like a year later, and I was like, I should look them up. And I started following them on Twitter. And, you know, their Twitter is a riot. They do Twitter, you know, they do social media as well as anybody. But it's the the grassroots and the transparency and the fact that, you know, I think that my favorite part of Minneapolis City is the fact that all of the players live in Minnesota. They don't necessarily have to have been born in Minnesota, but they live in Minnesota. So a lot of the MPSL teams you know, don't necessarily recruit, but they'll bring in guys from the summer to fill out their squads. Everyone from Minneapolis City is from the state. And there's, you know, guys that leave other other teams that want to come play for us. So I just think that's cool. And I think that, you know, going back to the, the earlier discussion about where U.S. soccer development lies, you know, for me, Minneapolis City is an embodiment of what I want to see from U.S. soccer and what I want to see from the the way that we do soccer in this country and doing it right. And I think that, you know, they they do it really well and they're fun and they have 
crazy kits you listeners can't see, but I'm wearing the the pink plaid from yeah. last year. It's um, great. It's fantastic. Pink plaid. Pink plaid. You know, their jersey game is strong, but but in all in all seriousness, just the way that they, they go about things, I think, is the way that, you know, more soccer clubs should be run. They open their books every year. They do town halls. They did a college recruiting Zoom for kids that wanted to get recruited to, you know, to play in college. All of their coaching staff is volunteer. So they're doing it because they love the game and they love what they're doing, not because they get paid any sort of money. And I get zero out of being the leader of the citizens, uh, except that I get to make sure that people can come out and have a good tailgate and have a good time. And that hopefully when we get back to playing soccer, we're going to have some kick-ass smoke in the stands at Augsburg. We're going to smoke that place up. Nice. Sam, we're going to have to go to a game. When this when this all settles down, hopefully hopefully Nate will allow us to hang out with the citizens. He had me at tailgate. I don't know if I can, I don't know if I'm allowed to do this because you know journalism ethics and stuff. But I'll give you guys comp tickets. I'll get you guys some tickets to go see. Whoa! <laughs> I get didn't I say like, like if we get to the my... point where we have free stuff, like I've made it. <laughs> I said that right. You remember you did. You did. You did say it. I said, I don't care if I don't make a dime, but I want free stuff. I get two comp tickets a year with my membership. They're yours. Whoa. Nice. Nice. Sweet. Screw journalistic ethics. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's if you pay me the journalism ethics. I used to be a journalism major. I think I never took journalism ethics, but I think it's if you pay me to come on, that's less than ethical. But if I pay you... Once I'm on your show. Wow. Anyway, whatever. So another first, no one's ever called me a journalist before. <laughs> I know. I feel special. Nate, you're making me feel this special. Nice. I'm, I'm there you blushing. go. Yeah. This is great. Jeez, Justin, you took 11 episodes to invite this guy on? <laughs> yeah. Hey, so I've always kind of wondered. So St. Paul Saints fans, I'm assuming the majority of them are fans of the Twins. But I also know that with with soccer, lower leagues or minor leagues, that's not nece- it's not necessarily the same thing as the rest of American sports. Would you say that a significant number of Minneapolis City supporters are also Minnesota United supporters? Yeah, for sure. I mean, they so City does what they can to schedule home games on days that the Loons aren't playing, just because they know that they're going to get a better turnout. I think that that there's definitely the space to allow for a lot of crossover and it's not even crossover. It's just this hand, but yeah, you're going to run into people that are, and, and people that are well involved in Minnesota United supportership come out to Minneapolis city. Sure. Do you ever hear anything about the possibility of a twin cities derby with Minnesota United and Minneapolis city? Oh, they happen all the time. We just don't get to go watch. Oh, okay. So they go off to uh, NSC and, and it's the, I mean, pick pick a pick a dome location in the winter, and they've probably had a derby there. Really, that... I won't tell you who wins most of them. <laughs> That's need to know information. That's <laughs> yeah, all good. It's all good. I respect. One day I hope you get to go see one of those because that'd be fun. That would be super fun. But they're that the would mo- be a good charity event too. I feel like. In seriousness, as far as. I can tell, uh, and what I've been told, United are the ones that don't want people at those, we'll call them events, because of how competitive they're. I mean, it's like 
the JV team scrimmaging the varsity team. Who wants to win? Who's got something right? To take, right. So you got a bunch of guys that want to make it, and you got a bunch of guys that are in it for some conditioning. Who do you think is going to do well? I can see that. Yeah. I mean, that's 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 part of the reason why you know, as we talked about before, like the Open Cup is so much fun, right? Like, what was it? Like the New Mex, the team from New Mexico. They were great, right? They and they had everything. They were playing, you know, they just were playing for pride and, and trying to make a name for themselves with all these MLS teams with their reserves, right? Like, and they were kicking butt, you know, until they until they faced the loons. If you got something to prove, I, I mean, mean, these guys Cal- are competitors. Cal FC coached by Eric Winalda as an amateur team beat the Timbers in the Open Cup in Portland. Yeah, but that's because the Timbers aren't very good. They were <laughs> they were trash that year. <laughs> there were there were multiple chants of care like we do during that game. Now, sorry, I'm backtracking a little bit, but your Timbers chants kind of reminded me of this. You said that there's a Minnesota-based Timber supporters group? Yes. So in the last, and it's funny because Justin, I can't remember which one happened first. So I'm taking a nap. Lots of good things start with I'm taking a nap. I'm taking a nap and I get a text from Justin Hey, do you want to come on this podcast? I'm asleep. I'm like, sure. I'll come on a podcast. What's the name of your podcast? So he tells me. So like same nap, this guy, Joel, who's part of the, he moved here from Atlanta, but he's got Portland connections. He's like, hey, this podcast in Portland wants to interview us. So like wants to have us on. So I was supposed to do it last night and I completely spaced. I completely screwed up, but. So I'm doing a podcast because this guy, Joel and I, and some other guys have created this group in Minnesota. It's a subgroup of a larger, it's called Heartland Regiment. So Minnesota, St. Louis, they're the, one of the guys that helps run it is based out of Western Illinois, um, you know, Kansas city, Columbus, all the Midwest States are if you live there are part of the Midwest or part of Heartland Regiment. So there's, you know, four or five away days, probably even more now that are covered by this group. And they, you know, they kind of organize the away experience. And I wasn't sure what there was. I knew about Heartland Regiment before I moved out here, but I wasn't sure what there was here in Minnesota. And so we've kind of cultivated a group and, you know, as people have moved in and, and left and whatever we've, decided to make, uh, we're called the North Star Casuals, uh, is the Minnesota-based group for the Timbers Army. And so one of the things that the Timbers Army does is that all of their um, supporter groups, all of the regional supporter groups have some sort of army rank reference in them. So you've got the Lone Star Brigade, and you've got the East Coast Battalion, and you've got the, um, oh, I can't, or the... ACB is for the Angel City Brigade is, I think, for Galaxy, but um, there's one in California. Anyway, so there's there's all these different army references. So, yeah, came out here, Heartland Regiment, and then uh, the North Star Casuals were born within the last year. We've got a scarf. We're real. Ooh. That's sweet. Nice. Yeah. Shoot, every once in a while on Reddit or Twitter, I'll go like, hashtag cheesehead loons. But... I don't have a scarf, so <laughs> it's not real. All you, that's, have to do is make awesome. a scarf. you can empower yourself to make a scarf. Just make your own scarf, Sam. Just be a be a one person supporters club. Yeah, I don't know who else would join because uh, 
I mean, you wouldn't wear that, Justin. No, no. I mean, <laughs> you're kind of all I got. <laughs> hey, we, 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 and we talk, Nate, we talk all the time in this podcast that like barely anyone from, I mean, there, are, there is some Wisconsin presence, but not, not enough from the big cities. So I don't know if you got any numbers, Sam. I don't know if there's a, the supporters group. Oh, you mean of our listeners? Yeah. Yeah. I, I could figure it out. Yeah. I, I know a couple of guys. I know a couple of guys that would wear a scarf. They're not going to listen, but they'd wear a scarf. <laughs> Make if, the scarf. If I paid for it. <laughs> if I paid for it and, and gave it to them. The nice thing is we live in a great place in the world for having lots of scarves. Oh, yes. So many scarves. I don't get it. It gets cold in Minnesota. Oh, we need, yeah. we need scarves here. Oh, we need scarves here. Sorry, I, we need this to keep warm. Okay. Sorry. All right. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. We were talking about Minneapolis City and like, shoot, like we're trying to give the spotlight to Minneapolis City and we're just talking about the Portland Timbers. Now, you back, correct. it's on you. Yeah. I, yeah. You know, I'm used to it. Right. Like, blame it all on me. Where should, we, where should we go next? City's Wikipedia page is where I want to go next. OK, oh, OK, because it says that it was founded to kind of recreate that local feeling of the thunder. And I'm paraphrasing here. And then it was founded shortly after Minnesota United's like MLS announcement took place. Do you know, Nate, was Minneapolis City founded as like a direct response to Minnesota United becoming an MLS club? Like, is it like a I don't want to say protest club, but is it of like cut from the same cloth as an FC United of Manchester or you know, dial square FC of, you know, just disgruntled Arsenal fans. Like, you know, how would you describe that relationship there? I mean, I think your reference to uh, the St. Paul saints is probably more appropriate. And I don't know a whole lot because I moved out here the first year that, sorry, my second year here was United's first year in the league. So they had announced the MLS team like right around the time that I moved out here. I can't necessarily speak to, the purpose of founding Minneapolis city, but definitely it's, you know, the, like I said earlier, the focus on having local players, bringing local talent, giving those guys, giving those guys a chance was key. And then from the kits to the brands, to the experience, you know, it is sort of a, I think that the, I wouldn't be offended by a comparison to the same ball saints and that it's fun. It's, you got to be able to make fun of yourself, but also kind of have a sense of bravado and like, yeah, we've won two championships in a row. Great. We've won a bunch of fake trophies. That's even better. So there you go. And uh shameless, shameless plug. I don't know when you're going to release this, but there's FIFA tournament called the lower league E-Cup. Um, and so it was, <laughs> it was to support amateur teams throughout the u.s during coronavirus so they're trying to help those teams out but um i played in it as a rep for the citizens on the ps4 side uh jonah garcia who's a center back for minneapolis city is in the semifinals on the xbox side he won last night uh to get himself in the semifinals so lower league epep all the games are streamed on twitch check it out we're gonna win awesome. we're gonna win ourselves another trophy there you go i'll let justin watch that and he can report on it Keep me posted, Nate. But I'm rooting for you. Very good. I'm rooting for you and uh, for the guy on the Xbox side, and I'll, I'll. Uh... Well, I'm I'm long gone. I'm terrible. Oh, okay. I got I got knocked out in the round of 
32. We won't talk about well, that. Well, if if the player you mentioned wins, I will have a celebratory beverage in his honor. There you go. You talked about the tailgating, which as a Scani, you had me there. I loved some tailgating. But what is what else could you say about the Minneapolis City game day atmosphere? What's it like? What kind of crowd do you draw? You know, I think it's the cool part is that it's continued to grow every year. Two years ago, my first year going to games, we played all the way out in Osseo at the high school because Augsburg was redoing their field. Um, and that was tough to get much of a draw. Um, and then this last year being back at Augsburg, last summer was great. Murphy Square Park is right next to the field. So we grill out, pop across to the stadium, have some beverages and, and have a great time. And then we're looking to add some some more features, smoke, and we've been redesigning some of the TIFO. We kind of got started on that before the season, um, before the U.S. Open Cup. But we're gonna, you know, be doing some stuff with with TIFO for whenever we start to play again. And it's it's just it's just fun. It's laid back. If you're part of the, if you want to come join the citizens, then great. You get that supporter wonder wall end on a smaller scale type atmosphere. But then there's a lot of you know, families and they do reach out to the Minneapolis soccer clubs. So they do club days and, you know, so it's a very family friendly atmosphere as well. And so you get a really nice mix of people and atmosphere. But I think that the, you know, definitely the, the players talk about, you know, how much they thrive on the atmosphere that we're able to create and provide on the citizens end. It does sound like a blast regardless of if we have journalistic integrity or not, Justin, as soon as we're allowed to go there, I definitely want to was something that we were talking about. I, Justin, I didn't tell you this. I actually had like five places I wanted us to go. I didn't know if you were going to go with me or not, but Minneapolis city was one of them (laughs) where I thought, Oh, he'll for sure come with me here. I I didn't know if you'd want to go down to Madison or not, or if you wanted to road trip to Kansas city or not, but. We're for sure going to go to Minneapolis City soon and check it out. It's been intriguing kind of following you guys on social media, just watching the things you do and being like, gosh, I I didn't know that people got this excited about lower level soccer in the United States. Before we move on, and, you know, I, I don't want us to run out of time, but just how did you become the leader of the citizens? Like, were you voted? Like, do you have terms? Like, how does that work? I mean, it was really... When the previous, uh, when the the founder David Baker was needing to move away, um, needing to move out of that role, you know, just posted something on Twitter: "Hey, we're looking for people to step up and have some leadership." and And I jumped and kind of ended up with the reins. Um, and there's a, I'd say we have a solid core of of folks that contribute ideas, and I definitely want to be transparent and terms of what we're doing um, on the supporter side. But I think that, you know, just building that, you know, for me, it's continuing to work to build that support. So in the short term or in the, the, the quick and dirty version was there was a Twitter post, a Twitter job posting, which I responded to and I interviewed and was given the job. Sweet. And I've embraced it in my pink plaid. They're lucky to have you, Nate. They're lucky to have you. Cheers. Well, and you're you're doing a good job representing them. Like I'm sold. Granted, I wasn't a hard sell, but like I wish I was there right now. 
Hopefully more of your listeners aren't hard sells either and they come out as well. Whenever Let's we hope. get back to playing, it's going to be a blast. Let's hope. Some some of them are pretty far away, though. Like, we get these random listeners in Australia. And, Justin, we added Germany. And, uh, Ooh. yeah, like... We we have some random uh, we have some random locations that are showing up showing up on our dashboard. So shout out! But to anybody Germany. anybody that's that's around Minnesota, yeah, come out to come out to watch a game with us. Well, and forward Madison's now in our division that we're or at least we're going to be a a home and away. Uh, we had scheduled a home and away this year with Forward Madison before the Open Cup. So for FIFA. No, for City. But they're in a different league. What are they in? They're in USL League One. Okay. So oh, maybe it was maybe it was Milwaukee. Yeah, the Milwaukee Torrent, I bet, is what you're thinking of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Because yeah, if yeah, Forward Madison game, I would definitely go. I, I have yeah. I have a pretty fly forward Madison jersey as well. I don't have I the pink one. I played the um do you know Omar Is he a player or is he a No. He's he's a supporter. I went to high school with him. I don't know if he remembers me, but he and I, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I, I have a funny story about him. Um, okay. I went to high school with him, and he probably remembers me. So we had an English project. I should reach out to him and see if he wants to come on the podcast. But we had an English project on the Great Gatsby, and he and I were partners. And he and I decided that we were going to dress up like female pop stars and rewrite an Avril Lavigne song to be about the great Gatsby. He's the leader of, uh, he's La like, the, yeah, Labara 608. Yeah. Yep. I, w- I went to high school with him. He's a great guy. Yeah. So we, he and I played in the E cup and then we ended up trading scarves. So I've got a Labara forward Madison scarf. <laughs> that That's awesome. Yeah. I got a, he is a funny guy. So seeing that he's like leading a group, it, it doesn't surprise me at all because of how charismatic he was and just how many people he knew. Like I said, he and I dressed up like female pop stars. I think he dressed up like Christina Aguilera and I dressed up like Avril Lavigne. We sang a song to our English class. I might cut That's this lovely. part out. I don't know. <laughs> That's <laughs> lovely. <yet. laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I did not expect to hear his name on the podcast. So let's just switch back to Portland quick. And this is turning into a pretty long episode. So I don't want to keep it's a good one, though. It's Sam. a great app. This, it's a good this one. is going to be a big one. I, I know that you this is going to be a big it. one. Just splice uh, it. Have a good few episodes. We could. Yeah, we've we've done that. Nate, you could you could be worthy of two parter, Nate. We've only done what? that once, but yeah, we did. We did do that once. Very good. So let's switch back to Portland really quick here. You seem like a pretty big Portland fan. I saw your scarf collection just now. So I want you to be completely honest here. What do you feel about Minnesota United FC? Like, how's their fan base doing? Like, how is that team doing as a relatively young team in the league? Like, what do they have to work on? I mean, I think that, so first of all, I, th- I want to just say it is absolutely fascinating to me how much of a chip on their shoulder Loons fans have towards the Timbers. It's like they're the redheaded stepchild in the Timbers loons relationship. Like they're like, I, I don't, and I don't know the reason for it. It just, it's funny to me. Um, you got to find a rival, right? You got to find someone to hate. I guess <laughs> but you guys are so nice and we just don't care. Like we've already got Seattle. Like 
You're not going to pry. Like nothing you could say or do would take us away from hating Seattle. Like it's just not going to happen. You know, I, I think it's great to see them grow over the, you know, the first couple of years. Um, I think that, you know, opening a new stadium and actually having a, a solid product on the field was a great, a great way to go for year three. I, I can't say that your choice of a number six is one that I would advocate for, but that's Ozzie? fine. You, you poached him from Seattle. That's fine. <laughs> you don't like Ozzy? He's a former sounder. Sure. That's, he's got Alon- the bad blood. Alonzo is one of those guys that if he's on your team, you love him. And if he's not on your team, you absolutely loathe him. And he played for the Sounders. So I am therefore obligated to loathe him no matter where he goes. Isn't that the kind uh, of the same thing with your number six though too, right? Diego Chara? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But, he's got the same, the same kind and of the reputation. Difference, the difference too though is Chara does everything that he does, literally everything with a smile on his face. So it's like, yeah. oh, I'm going to keep the shins. Oh, but I'm smiling. It's okay. It's amazing. <laughs> but like Ozzy, I, like, have you, have you ever looked into his eyes? It's like the first time you heard the Beatles. Yeah. No, <laughs> death is in his eyes. Sam, he's I mean, on our that team. That's why we like him. Yeah, that's, he's competitors. It's fine. You know, I think that it's great for the great for the area. The stadium is fantastic. I've been to the stadium, you know, a handful of times, and it's a great spot for soccer, um, you know, to – in the four years that I've been here, they moved from NSC to TCF to Allianz. You know, I think that it's it's that's a perfect a perfect setting for soccer, and I'm glad to see that they're starting to field a competitive team. Did you did you get to go to Allianz for either of those two Portland losses? Uh, this oh yeah, past summer. Yeah. Were you at both of them? Yeah. Yeah. There I you go. Told, I was wearing Iron Front at the U.S. Open Cup and was told to turn my shirt inside out. By who? <sighs> yeah. Security. Well, oh, was that the, sorry, that, that was the arrow thing. Yeah. See, we're not that cool. I was seeing that stuff uh, unfold on social media and I was like, what's going on? Like I had never even heard of that. Now I remember all of that where fans were wearing these because it was an anti-fascist movement. Right. Yep. And then I read a few articles about that and it was saying that in Portland, that was a, bigger movement than it was here in Minnesota. Is that true? Oh, for sure. Yeah. So Oregon, Oregon has a very long racist history. So that's, that's some of it, but the anti-fascist movement in Portland, you know, really has gained notoriety for the fact that you've had uh, multiple alt-right rallies. Um, but then you also had the, the incident with the stabbing of the, the three men who were defending the Muslim teenager who was being accosted by a neo-Nazi and who then stabbed these three guys and two of them were killed on a, on a light rail train a couple of years ago. Um, yeah, I remember he, hearing about that. He was recently convicted in that case, but I think that the, his, the local history combined with um, the fact that you have fan base that has become a home for so many people who are otherwise ostracized for their lifestyles and who they are has made it so that the the Timbers army has in a lot of ways become almost, I mean, I'm not going to say that the Timbers army is anti-fascist because that would be a misrepresentation, but there's a lot of crossover. So I remember all that news coming out last summer 
from social media, I knew that there were some Minnesota United supporters that I didn't really know that were big supporters of the movement, but I just didn't really know much about it. It almost kind of seemed like it was a movement that was going on somewhere else that Minnesota United kind of tagged along for, you know, and I, I know I'm very ignorant in saying that I'm definitely anti-fascist and I'm pro, you know, you, you live your lifestyle and you, you be accepted for being you. I'm, I'm pro all of that, but I hadn't actually heard of this movement prior to a few of our fans getting kicked out of Allianz over the summer. That was my only exposure to it. So it kind of seemed like people in Minnesota were latching on to something that was happening elsewhere, but hadn't really hit here yet. And that's why with you kind of bringing it up just now, I had to kind of think about, oh yeah, that was that, was that thing I read a few articles about last summer. Justin, had you heard more about that? I'm familiar with what Nate's talking about, the stuff that, that happened, you know, that led to it. Again, I'm not yeah, super well versed. Yeah, those stories were on here. national news, so I remember all those. Yeah. I think that's one of the things that I really appreciate about soccer as a community, that I think that there's kind of a shared ideology with that. Mm-hmm. You know, like this is this is a support, and I, I know, you know, we're not, Sam and I aren't huge, you know, members of the supporters clubs for the United, but I know that the United has you know, shares a lot of the same beliefs and, and has a similar community feel to it. That's one of the main reasons I love soccer as a sport. And I, I, I love the United, right? Like I've learned more about that as as I've been a fan of the games and, and watched it. Like to hear that there's that social element, I think that's awesome. And I appreciate you talking about that, Nate. I will say the thing I admire most about Portland and, you, you know, you said Minnesota United supporters seem to have a weird hatred towards Portland. Maybe it's because I'm not from here. I actually really kind of admire Portland. I think your stadium is sweet. I think the things the Timbers Army does, I think those are sweet. I think that guy with the chainsaw is a bamf. Um, you, know, <laughs> you know, there's there's a lot of things I love about the Timbers. You know, the green and yellow, like perfect, perfect color combination. If I was trying to follow the MLS and wasn't a Minnesota United guy, I would honestly, I'd probably drift towards Portland, but I do have the loons. So, you know, F off Portland. One thing I admire most about you guys is that you guys support the Thorns as much as you support the Timbers, it seems like. Have you been to a Thorns game? Do you have any comments on that? Yeah, so I have been, I have been to a couple of Thorns games. So the, you know, to clarify the the Timbers army is for the Timbers the Portland Thorns supporter group is uh, called the Rose City Riveters. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen those signs before. Yeah. So hearkening both to Rosie the Riveter, but then also the, the Rose City. Yeah. I mean, the atmosphere at the at Thorns matches is amazing. I went and got the opportunity to sit in some of the bougie seats last year that they had just put in. Uh, my sister and I went to a game and uh, they were playing the Courage and the courage, it was three nothing, and and uh, the courage scored two own goals. So that was fantastic. But you know, I've had the opportunity to be in the supporters section as well, and it's you know, it's there's no difference um, between Timbers and Thorns. The way travel is fantastic. I stayed to watch. There was a doubleheader Timbers and Thorns in Chicago a couple of years ago. Um, I got the opportunity to stay and, and watch around part of that. 
you know, I, I think that, you know, the women's game is, you know, professionally is up and coming in the, in this country. And, you know, it's great to be from Portland and to be able to claim, you know, the Thorns as one of the top teams in that league and, you know, probably in the world in terms of, you know, women's professional soccer. So it's, it's great to have that and great to see that, you know, that collection of people, that collection of players out on the pitch, game in, game out. Fantastic. I'm definitely, as a Minnesota United fan, I'm not jealous of the Portland Timbers because I'm proud of my team and I'm proud of what we have created and what we're still creating. But one thing I'm very jealous about you guys is that you have the NWSL team. And if I'm watching the NWSL, that's almost always who I turn to just because I know, especially if it's a home match, I know I'm going to see a big crowd. I know I'm going to see a lot of excitement and uh, that's TV gold, right? I, th- I definitely think Minnesota could support a team here given the, um, the links and what they do, you know, the soccer community here it would be great to see the NWSL come to Minnesota as well. Absolutely. We also have like a, you know, there's a huge amount of support for women's sports in Minnesota. You know, we have a professional hockey team here too for women that does well. I think I could definitely see a soccer team coming here and doing and thriving as well. I think they want it. I think it's just, uh, from what I read is that Minnesota United ownership wants it. They just want to make sure that they do it right. They don't want to, you know, they don't want to half-ass it. They want to go, if they do it, they want to do it right. They want to do it all the way. Well, Nate, thank you. Wow. For three pages of, not even three pages, more like two and a half pages of notes. This turned into a two-hour episode in in a <laughs> totally good way. Uh, no, in a great way, yeah. Yeah, in, in a great way. And Nate, this has been awesome. I know I met you before at Justin's wedding, but it's been great getting to know you again. And I cannot wait to tailgate with you at a Minneapolis City game. You're welcome back anytime. Say after a Portland game, whether Minnesota United wins or loses, we'd love to hear your thoughts on what went down in that game because we know you'll be watching. Sounds good. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks. This is this has been a fantastic show. I'm glad that Nate got to come on. I'm glad that that we were able to keep doing this and had a great conversation and we'll leave you with uh, the typical pot on you loons pot on you loons. Nate, you going to say it? No, <laughs> <laughs> we're not big time enough yet. Well, thank you for being our first. Like, sorry. What'd you say? I say pot on you crows. <laughs> you can. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah go go ahead. pot on you crows. Pot on you crows. I like it. I like it. Say it, Justin. Pot on you crows. You know, we'll make that the title for the episode. Pot on you crows. There you go. There you go. All right. Peace out. Cheers, guys.